When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plant. It's time to hemp present. Our radio resident hempo sapien Vivian McPeak will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to hemp present about hemp and cannabis from the legal activist and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Present Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition, one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture and reform movement. I'm your host Vivian McPeak. I'm the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, entering its 27th year, founded hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book, Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Today's guest on Hemp Present is author, activist, and former prisoner of the drug war, George Martirano, who will join me in about 60 seconds. In 1995, I was pulled over by the Seattle police for an inoperable license plate light. And it turned out that I had a warrant out for my arrest for failure to appear on some old traffic tickets. I ended up spending five days in the King County Jail before I could be seen in court. During that experience, I was stripped of my identity and at some point denied my humanity. I was essentially treated equally to people who were there who were career criminals who had been convicted of dangerous, violent crimes. Although it was continuously cold, all I was given to wear was a jumpsuit, socks, and plastic sandals, and the only bedding provided was a sheet and a single thin blanket. We were given three sparse meals, which sometimes consisted of a bologna sandwich and one half a slice of a bologna, an orange, some green beans, and a pint of milk. Man, how I looked forward to those three little meals. The lights were on 24 hours per day, and the noise never stopped. There were people in my cell who decided what bunk new people would sleep in and what TV program everyone was going to watch. At the end of my fifth day, I was beyond elated when I heard my name spoken over the loudspeaker and I was able to gather up my mattress and bedding and leave that cell to prepare to be set free. I cannot tell you how good it felt to walk out of that building under the blue sky and into the fresh air, as freedom is something you never really appreciate until you've had some of it taken away. But my five-day experience in jail was like a trip to Disneyland compared to those who've experienced serious long-term incarceration. America, because of our decades-long drug war, has imprisoned more of its citizens per capita than any other nation in history. 
We incarcerate more Americans for nonviolent drug offenses, including cannabis, than we do for rape, murder, robbery, or aggravated assault combined. And my guest today was one of those people. In 2015, at the time of his release, George Martirano was the longest serving first-time nonviolent offender in the Federal Bureau of Prisons. In 1988, Martirano was sentenced to life in prison without parole on drug charges. Although Martirano had never hurt anyone, he was in prison for 32 years. He had followed his attorney's advice in 1984 and pled guilty to 19 counts of drug possession and distribution. While the prosecution had only recommended a sentence of from 40 to 54 months, Martirano was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, the longest prison term ever imposed on a first-time nonviolent offender in American history. But thankfully, George is a free man today, and he's agreed to talk with me here on Cannabis Radio. Welcome, George, to Hemp Present. Hey, hi, my Seattle friend. How are you? How's everybody I'm, out there? I'm good, my brother. Okay. I'm good. Thanks for taking okay. time out to, to talk with me today. Um, hey, George, hey. let's just begin with how Hi. you ended up in the criminal, criminal justice system. What happened? Were you really busted with a truckload of cannabis? No, no. Matter of fact, uh, I never even had a parking ticket. Uh, my father was in the mob. I was. I worked all my life. And then the uh, bottom line is that, that my godfather, who was the boss of Philadelphia uh, for many, many years, uh, Angelo, he gets killed. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of craziness, a lot of violence, but it wasn't, it wasn't, didn't pertain to me at all. And But all of a sudden, I had uh, overtures from people uh uh, for more walks of America, yeah, you know, guys, uh, you know, shooting tie guys in the shadows, and they, uh, they thought I had, uh, I thought they thought I was raised right and I had a good thing, and uh, so they introduced me to the. It wasn't called cannabis back then, brother. It was called weed, pot. They didn't even call it marijuana, grass, anyway. And uh, I got involved, and it was only a short-lived time. It was actually three years in uh, my life, uh, no parole sentence, the CCE, Continual Criminal Enterprise. I actually wasn't even in the city. The government uh, thought that I had the secrets to the Philadelphia mob, and uh, they targeted me, and they actually brought in three loads of weed, uh, three different times to create the overacts uh, of just 2,600 pounds. And... Uh, and that caused the CCE. But long story short, before I went for sentencing, uh, they have a, it's called the probation department, which creates your sentencing uh, format, your guidelines, the direction that, that they want the judge to send you. Well, my guidelines were 48 to 52 months as, as leader managers, managerial role. That's 52 months max they could have gave me. I got life, no parole. First person ever in America to get that sentence is a nonviolent first offender. Completely, completely insane. And uh, and it went further than that. Uh, you said I was sentenced in 88, but I was actually arrested in 83, sentenced to life, no parole in 84, but I beat it in 86. I actually beat it for the technicality, but I still had the judge was uh, very ready to call him the hanging judge. Uh, and he gives me, never happened before in history again. He gives me the life, no parole again. So that's why my computer, computer when it computes, it says resends in 88. 
I mean, it says sentenced in 88, but actually I've been in prison. I was in prison since 83, uh, 32 uh, plus years. Uh, so so they kind of threw you to the wolves because of your, your family associations. Yeah, well, they thought they even, one of the prosecutors of my case even went to Washington in front of Senate, Senate subcommittee and said that he was going to bring down the Philadelphia mob through my indictment. Lo and behold, my indictment was just, everybody was just weed people, no records, and uh, there was nobody in the Philly mob. So the only thing he could do to save his career uh, was sentence me, or put me in solitary. And they moved me around around the country in some horrific, horrific uh, places. And um, even the wardens used to tell me, Mark Toronto, I don't have you in my home. It's that prosecutor in Philadelphia. So uh, all I could do, I tell the warden, no, no disrespect to you, warden, but tell him to bring it. And that's how it was for five Christmases. So you spent five years in solitary in a in what they call a boxcar cell, an empty steel tomb with I've just a in, slit. I've been in cells that were actually condemned. Uh, uh, they were condemned cells uh, uh, where you actually had to defecate in a hole in the floor, and they had like a clutch, car clutch to release the water. And um, first thing you better do, first thing you better do is get yourself a bucket, put over that hole so the rats don't come up at night. And uh, you know that's the that's the, that's the way I lived for a long time, and I almost lost my mind. And uh, what are your what are your was, thoughts, uh, George? What are your thoughts on how we treat inmates? Is our prison system in some ways inhumane and counterproductive? Oh, yeah. It doesn't make a bit of sense. I mean, uh, they got state-of-the-art places for way more violent offenders in, in Europe. Uh, they work on treating you uh, 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 much better and rehabilitating you with the, with all different uh, programs, etc. cetera. And, uh, and back in the early days, it was, there was absolutely no... No program, so you know. I learned. Uh, I learned. I made my heaven out of hell. Basically, as the years of decades went by, I was the creator of programs, so uh, guys could uh, find a way out. Find a way out. But those uh, those five years in solitary, it's just like you had completely, completely no say whether you uh, you lived or died. Thank God, I lived. So, so you spent, you know, decades in prison. You were facing life in prison. Did you think you'd ever be released? How hopeful, how hopeful were you that you would be freed eventually? Every six months in prison, you have what you call a, a, a review. Uh, they review you. Uh, and it's a documentation of you, what you've been doing for six months and uh, et cetera. Well, my first uh, intake review, uh, no, it's the wrong word. It's not intake review. My first six months review uh, you get a piece of paper, and uh, you know you go in the office. They handcuff you, and you go in the office with staff, and they give you this review. Well, I was already in solitary, so it wasn't much of a review. And then they hang, you know, you handcuffed behind your back, and you brought back to your cell. You're on a. I was on what you call four man hold in solitary. That means everywhere I went, from point A to point B, there was a lieutenant and four officers around me. So <laughs> my up behind my back and my wrist Jesus. pulled up high. But anyway, I got back to my cell after my uh, 
my review and uh, and uh, I fell asleep. I was tired. I fell asleep and I hit a little paper on my bars, you know, my bars. So I get up and I look at the, it was the printout from the review documentation and it had my release date and it said released upon death. So uh, that was my first official review from incarceration and that's how it went on uh, for a while until they, uh, uh, some, some uh, policy changed and they couldn't use them wording anymore and it just said life, life, no parole. But actually my first documentation said released upon death. That's crazy, man. While you were in prison, you achieved several distinctions, really. You were considered, you are considered one of the most prolific writers in the federal prison system, having authored more than 31 books, short stories, screenplays, poems. You published a self-help booklet for inmates. You prevented the hijacking of an aircraft by prisoners. And you're one of the first inmates in the Federal Bureau of Prison System to exercise your First Amendment rights digitally by publishing a blog where did you get your relentless drive oh, and your positivity? That, what that, kept you going? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, I actually broke the ground, uh, for other people to express their first amendment rights in the nineties, in the big nineties. Uh, I started a blog, uh, with a company in, in, uh, in Fort Lauderdale. And actually, uh, we had to via, via the creativity through London. And it was called, uh, it was called uh, Mob King Pen, uh, uh, P E N, not like a pen, like a writing pen. pen. And basically, yeah, MobKingPen.com. And all I was doing was, uh, I was, you know, I needed money for lawyers, so I created a, a you know, a PayPal, and I just wrote fiction, fictional stories. The first person ever in the world to ever do that, and. Uh, we were selling the stories for like uh, 99 cents. And like I said, I had, I had lawyers to pay. I had uh, children. You know, I raised my children from the cell. And uh, and I got locked up and shipped twice. Was the first time, I mean, brutally, uh, you know, they're just torn from my cell and and, uh, and thrown in conditions unbelievable. So I, I, I actually, uh, I actually, uh, and then I finally got this attorney out of, uh, Maryland, and uh, he actually physically went right to the head of the Bureau of Prisons and says, you know, you, you, this, this guy uh, has an inhumane sentence. He's been tortured for years, and it hasn't, it hasn't stopped. Now you're chipping him and, and ripping him up from his, uh, his uh, you know, because you know, he's trying to be near family. And I, I was actually locked up and shipped twice, especially my First Amendment. So I'm Finally, the lawyer says it's either this or we're going to go civilized. You got to, you, you can't, you can't do this, and they backed off. So, and, then, and ever since then, it was easy sailing, uh, basically for me. And then, uh, as the years evolved, I, I started to, I taught more prisoners in the creative writing class classes than anybody in the world. I graduated hundreds, hundreds, and uh, you know, tell them to express their. Uh, the First Amendment rights. What what kept you going, man? Uh, I mean, that sounds like that would break a lot of people. Well, uh, I realized uh, basically that I had an inner job to do because if I, uh, you know, put my shoulders back and stood erect and, uh, you know, uh, those first years in solitary in Marion, Illinois, it was the worst prison in America. Everyone basically only had 370 men 
basically I was the only one that didn't have a body. I had bodies in and out of prison. All the gang leaders and they have uh, they have documentaries about marrying with the Aryan Brotherhood and the Mexican Mafia and stuff like that. So uh, I realized that it was a simple choice. There was a there was a fork in the road, and I had to decide whether to become beast or better. George, hold beast that thought. I got better. a fork in the road too. We have to take our first break. Let's uh, let's continue okay. in just a second. We're going to hear a word from our sponsors, okay. advertisers. Take a pause for the cause because it's laws and laws. George Martirano. Time to roll out for the people that let us hem present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Oh, lady marijuana llama, tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crap, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a Approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on Hemp Present with George Martirano. George, we talked about your prison time uh, let's move on to the present. What are you doing these days? What projects are you working on? Oh, geez. I'm just doing a lot of public speaking. Uh, uh, matter of fact, I'm meeting a producer tonight uh, for dinner. Uh, there's a school here. Uh, it's called the University of Autumn Reed Charter School. Uh, it's a school in the, in the poor neighborhood and. uh uh, but uh, the city has built a brand new facility. It has a, a nice stage and uh, can seating capacity almost 300. And I'm on a, I'm trying to uh, to do a show there. I'll do a show there to donate the money uh, to charity. So I'm working on that, and we'll probably have it filmed. And 
then uh, I believe after that, I'm trying to get out to Southern California. I think I got to do a show uh, at a botanical gardens down there, uh, south of LA. So basically, that's all I try to do is do my shows. I do a, uh, I do a uh, full shows, skits, and I uh, public speak, and uh, and uh, you know do the best I can with the little I have. Baby. Speaking of that, you've been a featured TED Talk speaker. How important is it for you to share your experiences with others in a way that transforms your prison time into a positive force for good in, in the lives of others? How important is that to you? Well, it's important to understand that uh, no matter what, what uh, you know, roadblocks you have, whether it's uh, emotional, physical, financial, it's, you know, there's you can get by, you can. You can do something. You can do something. And um, you have to do it in the right manner, especially with the, all the, the terrible things that are going on in the society. My city alone, uh, you know, breaking news every morning, gun violence every morning. So, you know, it's easy. It's easy to take the negative side. It's easy to complain. It's easy to, uh, you know, uh, put the blame on uh, others and but you know you just have, you know, just you know be yourself and and try try to come up and I'm not saying to create some uh, great institution but just some create some good sense that you can pass on to some young person that uh, can take heed in it and maybe maybe change his life with you George you've been so outspoken and public since you've gained your freedom back how generally do people react to your story? What, what kind of response do you get from folks? Uh, that's a little bit of a hard question. It all depends what level of, uh, no, the wrong word, level. Uh, what uh, What audience? Yeah, audience. Like you guys out there in Seattle, you know, I feel like, I feel so comfortable and you guys understand the situation. So then there's situations, you know, I've, sometimes I'm invited to parties by uh, you know, well-to-do people, and I, I don't go. But I know what they want. They want me to, you know, get up there and tell my tales, but and to be interesting. But that's 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 not what it's about. It's to be interesting to help others, not to uh, not to pleasure, uh, you know, not to pleasure the, uh, the stories along. So, right. Uh, it's, like I said, you have to be choosy, uh, which I am. I learned, you know, it's trial and error. I learned by my mistakes. I was just was invited somewhere uh, where the rich and famous live, and I, 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 I'm not going. I don't want to go. And they, they wanted to, they wanted to pay me okay for public speaking, but that's that's not the audience. That's not the audience. Speaking of that, you attended the Hemp Fest, Seattle Hemp Fest, recently. What was that like for you, seeing everything that goes on at Hemp Fest? Oh well. Well, I was there twice, and my second time was just great. And uh, what I liked about it, my program, you know, I'm trying to stop a lot of violence in America with my program. And then one early morning, uh, there was uh, seven or eight Seattle police officers on bikes wanting to talk to me about my program, wanting to bring it to the city. So that that basically <laughs> made my trip worthwhile. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, everyone. On both sides, uh, the law enforcement, non-law enforcement, you know, they, they don't want to see hurt. They don't want to see the innocent hurt anymore. Like I said, I do the best I can, Vivian, with the little I have. Do you think things are changing at all? Ah, jeez. It's a tough one, isn't it? Yes and no? Yeah. Yes and no. I think individually when I, you know, I go 
there's in the data, I don't go right into a household and talk to some people with some problems. And, you know, I have a lot of success with the, with the, the little one-on-ones, you know, awful lot of success. And I, that's what I really, uh, really warms my heart. You know, I, I don't have to be in front of an audience in front of five, six hundred. You know, I can go to a home. These, and these two, three home uh, family members are through some dire straits and, you know, my wisdom and my help. Uh, you know, but I, and I do that on a daily basis. I, I, I don't. I pride myself every day to uh, at least administrate best I can to those you meet. What is WeBelieveGroup.com? Is that an active website? Uh? No, not anymore. We Believe Group was very, very active. I think you guys were involved in all that. That was when the, that was a site for when uh, right from my release. Uh, I have so many websites, so many things going on. That's just unbelievable. Uh, I'll pay attention to that. Eventually, I'm just going to have to have, when this thing uh, gets, when I, whatever I'm doing gets going, and it's really helping society, uh, the staff, I'll, 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 re, uh, I'll reunite all those websites, as long as it's helping people. How can people support you right now, George? Uh, just tell them, send, send some money to you, and you'll get to me. Any, uh, any we we did Seattle Hempfest. Uh, we did raise money uh, while you were in prison and, and put money on your commissary yeah. there to support you. I mean, uh, ladies and gentlemen, whoever's listening, uh, this man, Vivian, and those those good people. Sharon. And Sharon and uh, Amfest, these are amazing, amazing people. You know, uh, well, quickly, my scenario. I'm landing I'm in the cell. I'm going to die there. And all of a sudden, you get these great people from Seattle. They come to you and help, want to help, and have helped. Numerous letters that got to the deciding practice. You know, my letters from the Seattle Amfest people, you know, got to judges and prosecutors and pardon attorneys and congressmen and senators. So, and so uh, you know, you have a great thing going on out there. Please, please continue. Please continue to help others, as I do over here in Philadelphia. Oh, well, George, you know, no problem, man. Uh, I can't tell you, you know, Sharon, our general manager, really is one of your, your biggest supporters. And she made sure that, that you came out to Hemp Fest and, and got to hang out with us. And, and you're just such a righteous brother. I, I'm, you know, it, it's everything we're about. You know, the whole reason we've been doing Hemp Fest for 26, working on 27 years is because of people like George Martirano, man. And, and, and you know, we just got to we got to make a change and uh, it's kind of we feel I kind of feel like we've taken two steps forward and a step back with things going on in DC right now and everything uh, but I think that I don't think that we're stoppable I, I think that that uh, that eventually we're going to turn this around but unfortunately there's people in there right now suffering you know suffering on nonviolent yeah, drug yeah. charges well, well hopefully we're going to have a Seattle hemp fest on the Jersey's going for recreational use that's the first bill on the new governor's desk uh, First bill he's passing is recreational cannabis. You have Delaware, Pennsylvania will follow soon. So hopefully in the in the next year or two, we're going to have a big hemp fest uh, with you working with you guys uh, right here in the in the East Coast hemp fest organization. Because yeah, man, that's let's, great. Let's do it. Yeah, that's going to happen. I'll, I'll see that. I'll see that it's going to happen. My guest is the amazing George Martirano. 
We are going to take another break, hear a word from our sponsors and advertisers, and come back with our final questions. So don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC, symbol MCIG. Cannabis concentrates have been around for hundreds of centuries. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McBeak. We're back for our final thoughts with George Martirano. Uh, George, uh, it's, it's such a great uh, interview. I, I got a little carried away. We ran a little bit over, but uh, what, what, what are your final thoughts? What would you like to leave our listeners with tonight? Uh, just that, uh, you know, uh, in prison in general, prison in general in our day and time, let's be frank, you know, uh, some people involved uh, need to be there with their violent tendencies and stuff like that. And then there's, you know, people like... Uh, like me, who languished there for, for cannabis. And um, I, I tell you the truth, uh, over the years, you know, I, 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 used to, I used to graduate 400 students every season, every season, over 400 students. And every time uh, the institutions that I taught at or waited for the prison bus, uh, I always waited for a guy with a cannabis scent. And the reason why, because they were, they were very... Uh, Great to work with. Uh, they were good to deliver in front of the class, uh, classroom. So, uh, you know, and I have a phrase, uh, you know, uh, rumors come and go. And still I like to know why they hated us so. I just, I just don't understand. I never met a bad cannabis person uh, in prison or out. So what do we do? What do we do? We just keep doing best we can. Just keep speaking and get the public to understand. Incidentally, I'm doing it in leaps and bounds. And tell me, I mean, I I sit down at dinner with people that uh, you would never have happened years ago with judges and prosecutors and politicians. They all want to hear 
my view is to plug the police uh, police force. So now, if I can do it now, well, I would love to see that times thousands, thousands where guys coming home or not not been in prison. Just you know, just work, talk, do the best you can, and before you know it, you know, you, know, you have an audience and people are listening to you. Well, thank you, George. I, my time is up, bro. You are such a righteous brother. Um, certainly, let's stay in touch. And thank you for being on Hemp Present, man. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good evening. You bet. Now, we'll get to a weekly feature here on CannabisRadio.com with the quote of the week. And here it is. Being in prison for seven years was like being in an army that never drilled, never deployed, and only fought itself. And that was poet, novelist, singer, actor, and ex-convict Reagan Butcher. That concludes this installment of Hammerson on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hemp sapien on a journey to justice. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, talk it easy, and don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. Turn up the music maestro because I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.